It's the big time sports guys, baby. B-Star, what is up, my dude? Hey, Colin. How's it going? Just, uh, it's going well. Just, uh, realizing it's really hard to do this when you work a full-time job. Now I have a lot of respect for guys like Carl and Dave who work full-time jobs and still put out a podcast once a week. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, but I mean, I think they're both in sales, right? Yeah, it'll be easier once I... get a little I, bit of a flexible schedule, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It'll definitely be easier once I have more time when I move to Chicago in two weeks. Yeet. 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 All right, so last time we were on the pod, we were discussing uh, mostly just the Bears. I think we can both just come out and say we were happy with their draft, right? Yep, absolutely. And that's all that needs to be talked about with that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's start off with some segments. Let's start off with our Who's Mans of the Week. I'll go first and just uh, something that almost gets me six to midnight as well, but Manny Machado coming out and saying that he's focused on playing with the Orioles, but it would be very special to win a World Series with Albert Amora Jr. People don't know. They're supposedly childhood best friends. Just played baseball and slayed ass in high school together in Little League. Or maybe not high school together, but Little League. But uh, I did hear about that. I mean... Dude's fucking killing the ball right now. So Chicago Cubs, come get your mans. Come get Manny Machado. Do what you have to do. Get him to sign that extension in some way. Get him to re-sign. I don't give a shit. Just come get him. He's pissing on the baseball right now. He definitely is. He's murdering balls like he normally does. Should I pull up a stat line real quick? Because it's actually, it's insane. Yeah, I think I just saw it. I think he's hitting like 345 with like now 15 home runs since he just hit a Absolute bomb. And then, what is he at? 43 RBI. So going into, the, yeah, now he uh, he's betting 344 with 15 bombs and 43 RBIs with an on-base percentage of 420. Nice. But the thing, what really makes me happy about his season right now is his walk to strikeout, best it's ever been in his career thus far. 24 walks, mm-hmm. 28 strikeouts. Gotta love that. Yeah, dude, he's really good, and he's playing the hardest position to play in baseball. The only thing I don't like is his haircut. Yeah, he's got the, uh, who else has that haircut? He's the, got, like, all shaved sides, and then he looks like a soccer player. Yeah, he looks like a greaser. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just, should be wearing, like, wash jeans with a white tee tucked in, sleeves rolled up on the sides with a pack of cigarettes hanging in one of the sleeves. Oh, yeah. But hey, he's uh some. I mean, like I said, Cubs, come get your man's. He would do so much added in that lineup; it'd be insane. And we'll talk about that a little bit later after our segments. B Star, who's your who's man's? My who's man's of the week is Nationals' most recently called up prospect Juan Soto. He's nineteen, and he just hit a three-run oppo bomb for his first home run 
uh, in the MLB today. Um, he's a stud. He literally started the year in low A, not even high A, low A, and is now playing professional baseball, which is absurd. Um, he was in the same international signing class as, like, I believe, of, like, Glaber and Eloy and all those guys. Um, it's just a loaded class. I think Tatis was in that, too. The crazy thing is he's not even, their like, their number one prospect. Uh, yeah, I think the updated ones he is, but um, Victor Robles is out for the year. Well, pretty much the year, so. Oh, he was their number one before that injury, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's really good, too. Yeah, he's going to be. A, is he an outfielder as well? Yeah. They're not even going to miss Bryce Harper. <laughs> They're going to resign Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We'll see. So that's your who's, that's your who's man's? Yeah, Juan Soto. Juan Soto? 19-year-old. Murdering baseballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I wish I could yeah. do that. Yeah. All right, so then let's uh, let's toss it over to uh, from six to midnight. Recap of what this is: something in sports that gets you from six to midnight. I'm just gonna go full man crush, and just say Manny Machado coming out and saying it'd be special to win a World Series with Albert definitely can get me there. But the fact that Chris Bryant is leading the National League in OPS, is batting over 300, has eight home runs has like a 430 on base percentage and has like over 25 RBIs. It's just pissing on the baseball, gets on base every game, and it just is so good looking, just gets me from 6 to midnight. That's such a weak 6 to midnight. Dude, he's just amazing right now. And it's just like as a Cubs fan, he's like really, besides Albert, honestly, the only thing that's really consistent right now. And I just love to see it. It's just the fact that the Cubs have a true superstar along with Anthony Rizzo, just makes me so happy. And just makes it just makes me so happy. I love Chris Bryant so much. Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you guys will have someone like that. I mean, you probably do an Eloy, but, I mean, we'll see. But, yeah, Chris Bryant. I can't wait. Chris Bryant consistently getting me from 6 to midnight. That's fair. That's fair. Um, my 6 to midnight was that the White Sox actually won a series this past week. They beat. They took three out of four of the Rangers, and that was their first series win, not against Kansas City Royals. No way. That's that's huge. Yeah, huge. That's so bad. Yeah, they suck, dude. Did they, they win? Suck. Did they win on Friday after Carson Fulmer got lit up again? No, obviously they he, demoted his ass. He's so bad. I know they demoted him, which is nice. The White Sox. And Carlos Rodon's doing rehab starts now, which means he'll be back soon, which is good. Yeah. And Kopech is shoving right now, so that's good. Yeah, it's in the minors, so we'll see. White Sox currently 13-30. and 30. Yeah. That's right. They suck. Yeah, they do suck. So that should transition us into the first thing we want to cover. Just It's full MLB season. So, I mean... Lots to talk about, honestly. Cubs are playing well. A lot of teams in the National League are playing well. Braves are surprising. Phillies are surprising. Nationals are heating up. Cubs are playing better. But the Brewers are like nine games above 500. they They're playing well, but they're not scoring a lot of runs, which is kind of crazy. Um, didn't the Dodgers just get – I mean, didn't the Nationals just get swept by the Dodgers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, in a four-game series, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a four-game yeah, series. And the Dodgers blow ass. So. Yeah, they're, they're not good. It's, dude, it's just an overall weird weird year. And then you have 
the fucking Yankees and Red Sox, who both have scored over 250 runs so far. It's absurd. Dude, just I just... absurd. The, the Red Sox lineup is just insane. Like... Yeah. Mookie Betts is batting 265, has 15 bombs. J.D. Martinez is batting... Did you say Mookie Betts is batting 265? Sorry, three, 365? Yeah, 365. Yeah. 365, 15 bombs, like 20-something RBIs. Then J.D. Martinez is batting 15... Or he's batting 343 with 15 bombs and 41 RBIs. And then, like, the last week, J.D. Martinez has hit five bombs in the last week. He's just yeah. murdering the baseball. Yeah, and Andrew Benintendi's heating up. Hanram's always good. Yeah, Hanram gives you 30 bombs a year. Usually. It's just, oh, man. It's just crazy how good that lineup is. Like, Yep. Studs. Yeah, dude. And then you have Chris Sale and who's their pitcher? Are their closer again? Craig Krimble's having Kimbrel. Kimbrel. He's having a good season. Price looks pretty good. Yeah, he does. Porcello. Porcello's having another good year. Yep. I mean, Porcello's bound to potentially fall back down to earth. He's really just kind of an average pitcher at best. I mean, the year, the year the year he won the Cy Young, he had 22 wins, but wasn't his ERA like four something? No, he actually had a good ERA, but he had, he had a million wins. Um, but his they, ERA wasn't that low, but yeah, he got a million runs. Yeah, he, insane run support. But I mean, that doesn't like take away from the fact that he's a, a good pitcher. He is. Mm-hmm. But he had an ass year last year, so. Yes, he did. Maybe he's like he Dallas Keuchel, where he had, maybe he's like Dallas Keuchel, where he has like one a really good year, and the next year he sucks, and then he has a good year, and the next year he sucks. Yeah, doesn't Keuchel blow ass this year too? Yeah, he's he's not he's not doing too hot from what I remember. It's no, pretty crazy. He just talks shit. So another guy that's pissing on the ball, and I already previously mentioned because of his comments, but let's talk about those comments. Manny Machado, insane numbers: three forty three, fifteen bombs, forty three RBIs. Just truly insane numbers. Um, Definitely off to his best start ever. And obviously there's huge, huge trade rumors going on right now. Maybe not even rumors, but just speculation that he'd be a good fit for the Cubs and that the Cubs want him. And there's a lot of articles in the Chicago and area being written all the time about how he's someone they should go get. And a lot of people speculate that it would take just Addison Russell to get him because the Orioles have fucked themselves so hard and what they're going to get in return for him. Be sorry, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on all this? I'm, like, kind of ignoring, like, mainstream media right now when it comes to Machado because I literally listened to that 670 score where Theo Epstein said, we're not paying premium for premiums for rentals. He said it out of his own mouth. Yeah, I agree. And he doesn't just say that stuff if he doesn't mean it. Like, he's the best in the business and he doesn't bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah. When he does speak publicly. So that's what I'm taking from it. Um D.D. Gregorius is, like, one for his last 50, which yeah, is dude. crazy. Holy shit. So, I still don't, like, I don't think the Yankees will do anything, but, the Yan- dude, the Yankees have so many prospects. I know, dude. Fuck, fuck the Yankees, dude. I hate the Yankees. <laughs> the one thing about Theo, though, is that, like, last year before they traded for Quintana, he didn't say something similar, but he said something along the lines of the fact that, like, they'd have to get a really good deal to make it to make a deal. And, like, as far as I was concerned as a Cubs fan, I was convinced they were not going to make a move to the deadline. 
And obviously, mm-hmm. as we've touched on before, I wish they never made that mood move. I mean, mm-hmm. Jose's pitching a lot better as of late. Yeah. But, I mean, hindsight, I'd, at this point, I'd still rather have Dylan Cease and, and Eloy. So, yeah. Do I like- the only difference, the only difference is, is that they had a couple of prospects to deal last year. Like, they don't, unless they want to dig into the major league team, like, they, they don't have, I don't think, enough for, like, a superstar. No, I agree, but it also comes down to the fact that any team trying to trade for Manny Machado now has leverage on the Orioles because the Orioles asked for basically an entire farm system in the offseason for him, and every team was like, uh, no, we're not going to do that because he is a free agent after this year. And now they're not getting what they want. So that's why a lot of people are saying, like, if you're the Cubs, you could probably give up, like, just Addison Russell and maybe, like, a smaller prospect to get him. So... What happens if Manny Machado doesn't sign with the Cubs? And I'm just saying, like, in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, then, it, then like, it's a bad trade. But let's be honest, like, if Lester continues this, if the Cubs bullpen continues this, Chatwood continues to pitch this well for a, for a fifth starter, a fifth starter in, you know, quotations. Um, Hendricks stays his, himself. He's been a little shaky lately. Quintana continues to improve. Like, even if you get all that from the pitching staff and you add Manny Machado into that lineup, like that's a bona fide World Series contender right there. Like Chris Bryant, well, yeah, obviously. Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras, Manny Machado, Albert Amora Jr., Anthony Rizzo. Like you, I'm, can not- I'm aware what the lineup would be. Everybody knows what the lineup would be. It'd right. be amazing. So I'm just saying, like this trade could bring you another World Series. And if you won two in three years, or two, in, that'd be two in three years. Like, yeah, may, say if you win one and Manny Machado doesn't resign, it was worth it. And if you win one, the likelihood of him resigning is probably pretty high. Put you yourself in the Orioles, the, you're the GM of the Orioles, okay? I just I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's what this. they should stoop down for. I know. Like, you're going to take Addison Russell for, the, like, a top three shortstop in baseball, even if it's a year, even if it's half a year. Why would you ever do that? Why wouldn't you get like two solid prospects for him? You, you <laughs> that's might, that's perfect. You might not be able to at this point. Dude, so, yeah, you will easily that, be able to get a top one hundred guy as opposed to a guy who is for the most like not the most part, but like a solid chunk like struggled at the major league level, especially with the bat. Yeah, I mean I agree, dude, I agree. Addison Russell definitely has his faults, but he definitely has things about him that probably interests a major league team as a trade piece. He's 24. He's literally only a month older than I am. He's pretty, he's very sure hand. He's not, I wouldn't say like one of the best shortstops defensively in baseball. He's not, he's a very well, he's a well above average defensive shortstop. He has like three or four years left on his deal. He's, and then he's only 24. Like he's not even close to his hitting prime. Granted, it looks bad when guys like Manny Machado are a year older and batting substantially, (laughs) substantially better than he is. And Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant won an MVP at like 23, but uh-huh. Addison Russell has so many better, better years ahead of him. And if you're the Orioles, you think, yeah, you would think, but I mean, with a prospect, you never know what you're going to get. Well, yeah, that's true, but you could get a lot more right away from a prospect. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree. I think, I think if you're the Orioles and it's on the table and a team like the Dodgers who might be in the market for him, considering Corey Seager's out for the rest of the year. And they really need something in that lineup offensively. Say that they give you like two or three really good prospects. I don't know what their pipeline looks like anymore, but say they give you two 
like top 100 prospects and another prospect like that obviously would be a better trade than just Edison Russell. But from what I hear, at least, and I agree with you, it's not always right to believe mainstream media. It doesn't sound like teams are offering that much to the Orioles because a lot of teams probably think Manny's not going to resign with them. That's why I don't think – like there's a good chance he doesn't get traded. Yeah, dude, I don't know. If you're the Orioles, you have to just get at least something from him. So say so – say, Say it comes down to it, and no one's offering you prospects, and the Cubs go, we'll give you Addison Russell for half a year of Manny Machado. You have to jump on that. You have to get something in return for him if you're not getting any offers. I know. Because at this point, every other team has leverage on you. I know. Dude, I agree. I agree. I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know what, the the Orioles just suck. Like, their front office blows. Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) So Peter Gammons was on I, Peter Gammons was on the score the other day saying that he believes it's the worst front office in baseball. Absolutely. But do you even think it's worse than the Reds? Yeah. Dude, the Reds have like prospects. They're Do they? I mean they're Yes. They do. Like the Orioles don't. No, the Orioles are a shit show. Yes. And absolutely. Or- and the Orioles have bad contracts too. Yeah, they've done it all wrong. They never got pitching. When they had, like, Machado, Adam Jones. Chris Davis when he was actually good. Chris Davis. Yeah, I mean, dude, they had a lot of guys. They have Mark J.J. Tr- Hardy was, like, serviceable. They have Mark Trumbo who whacks, like, 35 bombs a year. Yep. No, dude, exactly. I agree. The Orioles pissed away a really good opportunity to do something special with that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam Jones is declining a little bit, but two years I, ago. I like Adam Jones, dude. dude. Same. I mean, he's he's going to be really, a free agent next year, too. So He's really good. Yeah, he's just a he's just solid. He's a solid player. He's to me, he's an above average center fielder in, in baseball, which yeah, are, totally. in my opinion are hard to come by right now. Can hit like two sixty five, two seventy, probably get you twenty bombs. I was like, say, then very good defense. Yeah, he's a guy that I'm like. He's a guy I think that the the White Sox might look into, like a second tier free agent like that. Yeah, you probably won't. I mean, he he's definitely on the decline in a sense. Not where he's gonna suck, but like he's yeah, still only. I think he's only like twenty nine, thirty. So yeah, which I mean, logically is about his hitting prime. Mm-hmm. Totally, like a little, a little at the tail end of it. Uh huh. You probably Not, you you probably wouldn't have to pay him a shit ton. I mean, yeah, I think that would definitely be a good piece for the Sox to go after. Could be. Yeah, I mean, just any of those second tier guys. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Now, let me ask. It's going to be a crazy-ass free agency. Yeah, dude, Patrick Corbin's going to be afraid, and he's having a really good bounce-back year. Oh, yeah. I think Robbie Ray is, too, isn't he? I don't, I don't even know. Who that. Oh, is that their other pitcher? Yeah, he's probably better. Yeah, Arizona could lose their pitching this but year. But he's hurt right now. Yeah, Arizona's fucked. So, White Sox? And they're losing A.J. Pollock. All right, what were you going to say? Yeah, A.J. Pollock is killing the ball right now. But he's hurt, so. He's hurt again? Yeah, he broke a hand, bone in his hand, diving for a ball and rolling over his wrist. He's out like a while. Yeah, I know, right? That dude can't stay healthy. I know, it sucks. And he pisses on the ball when he is healthy. Mm-hmm. So, White Sox Day talks about it, and it could be him just being an optimistic and a jokester about, like, he always tweets about Bryce Harper being a White Sox, as a White Sox player. As a White Sox fan... What are your like actual thoughts, realistically, that the White Sox could get 
of Bryce Harper and Manny Machado? I don't think they can. I mean, they're going to have just as much money as anyone else to spend because they legit don't have any money on the books. They don't. I agree. <laughs> and they have a big payroll. Like they're still in Chicago. Jerry Reinsdorf's still the owner. He makes an absolute ass load of money. Yeah, he does. They have they have plenty of money to spend. So they're going to have the money. You know what I mean? If it's just going to come down to the direction of the team, I think how they're looking when the guys come up and just like that stuff. You know what I mean? And it's going to take some convincing, but I don't think they're going to be able to get a top tier free agent. I don't see why any of the second tier guys though, that could be really helpful. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it could be beneficial to bring in someone like Adam Jones, who for the most part, for the most part, seems like a good character guy, good clubhouse guy. From what I understand, I could be dead wrong on that. I don't really know much about him. And yeah. him as a person, uh, I just know he's a damn good baseball player. Yes, uh, he is. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Like, he he would be a nice addition. He'd lock down center field, and then, I mean, they have the young guys. Like, you just got to wait until Louis, like, Louis, Lou Bob, Luis Robert comes up. He's he's just starting. Like, he's about to go to, to low A. Or he's going to high A, what is it, in like early June. He's only, he just turned 20, I think, so he's got some time, but he's a freak. They're going to have Eloy. Obviously, Moncada's a boss. <laughs> Love Moncada. Yeah, you're a big Moncada uh, guy. I mean, he doesn't even get talked about, but how can you not be? <laughs> yeah, dude, he, he absolutely hammers the ball. He ropes the ball. He takes walks. Yeah, he strikes out sometimes, but that's why I always thought that that Baez comparison was funny because obviously Baez has regressed <laughs> to normal. Like he has an OBP has to be like right around or below 300. It's right below 300. He's batting like 265 with an OBP of like 290. Yeah. He went a month without taking a walk that obviously changes. And when douchebags like Jesse Rogers talk about it, like it's the greatest thing ever. It's like, dude, You've like you've been in baseball your whole life, like yeah, you know where this goes. Yeah, it's simple. No. I think Javi's biggest issue is still play discipline. Like it never, it always will be, dude. He's been what is this his third full year, third and three and a half? Like, uh, this is his second full year because even 2016 he didn't start with the squad. I don't, I don't believe Javi started. Okay, it's this will be his second full like full year in the bigs. Really? Yeah, 2016 he wasn't up right away. He played, Is that like, when he came up was 2016? No, he came up in 2014 for a little bit. Then he started the minors in 2015 and then came up. And then 2016, this could be his third full year, but I believe it's his second. In 2016, I don't think he started with the squad. I'm pretty sure he started in AAA. And they brought, mm-hmm. they brought him up pretty early. But Yeah. So, all right, like, in reality, probably, yeah, his third full, about his third full year. Uh-huh. He's also only 25, though. He still has a lot of room to grow. But does he have issues right now? Oh, I'd be the first one to admit it. But when he gets contact, dude, you saw it yesterday in the Reds game, he fucking murders the ball. Well, yeah, obviously. There's a lot of guys that can do that. Mm-hmm. He plays plus defense, which is helpful. Yeah, it's like ever since I said he was one of the best shortstops and defensively, he's been he's had a pretty average defensive year so far. Yeah, he makes he, he'll make his errors. He makes super flashy plays, but he for sure makes his errors. Yeah, he yeah, he's uh he's still a work in progress, but like, of course, for, for what he's given the Cubs every day, right now he's worth it. 
Oh, totally. I, I don't disagree. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, he had. Yeah. So this is his third full year. So okay. In 2014, he played 52 games and had 213 at bats. In 15, he only played 28 games. But then in 16 and 17, 142 games, 145 games with normal at bats. Okay. And he's always had like a. He has a 299 OBP this year. The two years before, he had 317, 314. Like, that's weak. Yeah, that's what he is. Increasing that because... It's like 270, which is fine. Which yeah, is no, good. You can live with 270 if he's going to whack 25, 30 bombs a year. Mm-hmm. Which, he's totally. more, which he's more than capable of doing. Uh-huh. Absolutely. But you need to... Someone needs to teach him to start taking walks because in today's game... Walks are so important. I know. Well, just yeah, being able to get on base anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Yo, so let me. I've been. I've, I've talked to this with my dad. He agrees with me. Back to the White Sox real quick. If you're the White Sox at the deadline and you continue to suck, which is more than likely this season, he trade Jose Abreu. No, because no team will value as will value him as much as the White Sox do. Dude, he's bat, but right now he's batting 301, has eight homers, 25 RBIs, and his on base percentage is 368. You don't think you could get prospects for him? Yeah, he all, he all, he also just hit an RBI double. <laughs> right, so he's someone who a team that needs like a first baseman or a DH, you could get valuable prospects for. I think unless a, you're going to get two top 100 prospects for him, it's not worth it, and no, I don't think a team will do that. Dude, I I've seen like worse players go for more though. Dude, if they if they get a good enough deal, then Rickon's gonna take it. Like he's shown that he can make a good trade at this point. Like in my opinion, so far, like what is Adam Eaton giving the Nationals that he was worth all those prospects? He's just been injured the whole time. Right, but he still like was never like this amazing player, and you got like a fuckload of prospects for him. Like, yeah, dude, Ronaldo. Did you see Ronaldo Lopez yesterday? Yeah, dude, eight innings, two hits, eight strikeouts. Yeah, he was like hitting ninety-seven in the eighth inning too. <laughs> dude, and Giolito is like he's had his struggles. He really settled in against the Cubs the other start, but you know he has. And he, had, so- he had a good start against the Rangers last time. Obviously, the Rangers suck, but like yeah, they, they blow. But yeah, Giolito can still be something. I think eventually Giolito might just become like a really good reliever. No, he's too. Too wild, you he's think? Too, he's too tall. Like he's just tall, lanky. Like he's not a reliever. He'll be. He'll, I think he'll be fine. He really tall, and lengthy. Who's the best reliever in baseball right now? I'm just saying when you can't even he can't even find his mechanics. Like, I know he doesn't throw hard. Like he's he's about his off speed. He'll be a. I think he'll be a fine starting pitcher. I think he, so too. I'm just saying like that could be a route. Huh? He. I, I agree. I'm just saying like you have options to what Giolito could be. Yeah, you know, so like you want to talk about dominant reliever in the future, Dylan Cease, baby. Yeah, fuck off. He, I'm not even kidding though. I no, think I he's going to be like a two to three inning guy, like just pump 98, 99 with a hammer curve and change. That slide. That's always been his like. That's always what people thought he'd be. He's just like a dominant closer. I know, and I mean he's going deep in games in the minors right now, so I don't. They're probably just going to try him for as long as they can, but they'll they'll realize it eventually. That's why Kopech is so intriguing because he's like a starter and pumps ninety nine. He's like a, a Nova Syndergaard. Yeah, but Nova's even bigger. 
Yeah, yeah, Noah's so big. like six three. Yeah, Syndergaard's like six six, dude. He's so big. Yeah, Syndergaard's a freak. Freak. It's awesome. <laughs> I know he's he's very good. Um, I mean, but back to the point, like, I think you're the White Sox, and you even said it perfect. Like, Rick Hahn will make a trade if he has to. He's such a good GM. I think if you can get a, a couple, he's things. a good. He's good at trading. I don't know if he's such a good GM. Well, so far, what he's done with the the talent that was on the White Sox to get as many prospects in return to at least give yeah. that team a hope rebuilding. He made a lot I of good so. trades. Now it, it I, is it is yet to be seen like what his ability to draw in players for free agency and like work mm-hmm. work moves with the prospects they have to add other talent around the prospects, which is something that is mm-hmm. you have to do. Um, yeah, that's, that's yet to be seen. But I, I genuinely, I genuinely think if Jose keeps this up, what his contract expires in what, like two years? Like it's better, uh, yeah, he has another year after this. It's better that you get something for him now while he's still doing well, as opposed to him leaving to go somewhere after next year. I think eventually, I think they're just going to extend him for a few years. To be honest, that I'd be that, fine with. That I mean, could, that, I mean, yeah, that could happen. That. I, He's not going to garner a massive extension. I mean, he's already 30, so... 31. Yeah, 31, so... He'll be 32 in January. Yeah, so... Oh, that's still a, it's a ways away. Yeah, no, that's a long but time yeah, Plus 32, start, like, it's not like it's not like he's over the hill. Start next season, he's 32. Yeah, but I mean, all the guys will be up besides, like, some of that next tier. But, like, a lot of them will. So we'll see. I don't know. I, uh... Um... I don't know. I after they signed Luis Robert, that was like kind of a huge deal. I think because they had never like they literally spent twenty six million on an internet on a nineteen year old kid. Like he had never really done that. Like Abreu was a big contract, but he was like six years, sixty eight million. That's not that outrageous. Mm-hmm. He paid twenty six million for a nineteen year old. Like he's never done that. I mean, at some point you have to. I know, but like he didn't do it. Like, right. The fact that he did it is like a good sign. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I agree. It's what Theo did with Jorge. They gave him like yeah. a nine-year, like thirty million dollar contract. I know, and he's he's hitting well, but he can't play the he can't play the field, dude. He's a DH. Yeah, he looks pretty good this year, though. I mean, he's still young too, so yeah, he's only like twenty-three or twenty-four, I think, or like twenty-five. Yeah, I mean they. Just, They've just given up a lot of guys. The Cubs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like Jorge wasn't doing anything with the Cubs. There wasn't really a place to fit him. Mm-hmm. Jose Candelario, same thing, dude. Like what? You're going to kick Chris Bryant Heimer Candelario? Ho- yeah. Yeah, whatever his name is. Heimer Candelario. Yeah. Whatever. He's, he's done well this year too, but he just went on the DL, I think. Yeah, I mean they both had good starts. Like it's yet to be seen how they'll prolong <laughs> that, obviously. Doesn't um, Justin Wilson just blow? He, dude, he's so. I don't think he recorded an out on Saturday. Yeah, I saw he walked in a <laughs> the it game winner. So bad, dude. Oh my <laughs> god, it was so bad. I was so. I was sitting at the bar in my hometown with my buddy watching it, and I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" And then, of course, the yeah. next of course the next game we beat them ten to nothing. Well, yeah, it's the Reds. Yeah, they're so bad, and Jose just shut them down. Oh, that was so beautiful to see. Dude, the the Cubs need to win a series against a good team. They have. They've played a lot of shit. I'm saying, like, recently. A week and a half. They've won a series against the Rockies. They've won two series against the Brewers. They've, they're 7-1 yeah, this year against, against the Brewers. I know. They've played well against the Brewers. I'm saying, if you literally look at their schedule, 
And I'll pull it up right now. They split with the Indians. They play them two games at home. Now, if they if they take if they beat the Indians in both games and sweep that two game set, then you're three and four against Indians that year. You can mm-hmm. hit ahead on that. Totally. Um, I think they split. Uh, I think they split the season see. series so far with the Braves. You can you can hang with that. Yeah, they all right. So yeah, they obviously. Yeah, I mean, just in May, like lost the series to Colorado. They they swept Milwaukee in that first one, which was good, and that was the start of the year. Then they but but in May they lost the series to Colorado. Got swept by. The Cardinals played the two worst teams in baseball in Miami and the White Sox. Took uh, five out of six from them, as they should have. Lost the series to Atlanta. And then just beat Cincinnati in a series. So this month they beat uh, the Marlins, White Sox, and Cincinnati. And then lost lost the series to Colorado, St. Louis, and Atlanta. Just a month, but... Yeah, I mean, in April, though, they – oh, shit, they lost that first series to Colorado? How did – what? Oh, that was in May. Um, their first series with Colorado, they won, split mm-hmm. with Cleveland, swept Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've beaten good teams. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, as of late, they haven't played that many teams. Um, yeah, dude, they haven't, like – they're just a weird team right now. Like, they, they won five straight. And then they lost five straight. It's just I know it's weird, and they're not playing well against St. Louis. They're they're one and four against St. Louis right now. They're two and I was wrong. They're two and four against Atlanta. I mean, yeah, they've beaten good teams. They've lost to good teams. They have like their their next. I don't know, dude. They they don't play it. They don't play a bad team until they play Los Angeles. They play the Dodgers and then Cincy in like June. But their next <laughs> their next opponents are Cleveland. I mean, San Fran's not very good. They should win that series. Cleveland, San Fran, Pittsburgh, Mets, Phillies, Pirates, Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, Cincy. Then Dodgers again. So, like, yeah, they have a tough slate ahead of them. Out of all, do I think they're better than every single one of those teams? Absolutely, they are. Like, they are. But it that that saying, saying that they are and being better than those teams on paper and then playing that way against those teams is a whole different story. So, well, yeah, of course, we'll have, we'll have to see. So I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a tough slate ahead. Am I confident that they're going to win the division and end up being you know one of the better teams in the National League? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. They're so loaded, and they're starting right, probably. Huh? I said yeah, probably, absolutely. Their starting pitching's good. Their bullpen's mm-hmm. amazing. Lineup is hitting again. Like Carl Edwards Jr. is kind of getting shelled recently, though. <laughs> yeah, yesterday against the Reds, though he was lights out. That's good. Maros Maros had one bad Maros had one bad outing against the St. Louis Cardinals, unfortunately. No, he's a stud. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yo, can we talk real quick about how fucking dominant Max Scherzer is? Yeah, I mean it's two eyes colors. Dude, he's insane. Let me pull up a stats real quick. Yeah, he's also a psychopath, he's which is why he's so psychopath, good. dude. He's psychotic <laughs> on the mound. I love it. He's, I know, se- it's awesome. he's seven. He's seven and one with one hundred and four strikeouts. A .85 WHIP and a 1.78 ERA. ESPN's like projections on his season so far have him going 25 and four with a 1.78 ERA, of course, and then having 370. He's on pace for 374 strikeouts. Whoa, that's <laughs> dude, decent, dude. That is insane. 
Yeah, it's... He could very well win his third Cy Young in a row. I would give it to him right now. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't because he could also suck the rest of the season, but that's not going to happen. It's just... Never. It's insane how good he is. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, and he's never... He's never going to not be that good. (laughs) I mean, obviously he's going to regress, but he's just... Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And he's only... He's only 33, so he's got a, a good amount of time left in him to be this dominant. I mean, Verlander's like 36, and he's just mowing people down. Yeah, it's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 that definitely is. Absolutely. I mean... There's no question about it. Dude, that's a topic for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> dude, in my opinion, though, like because Kershaw can, can, just can't stay healthy right now, I think Scherzer's the best pitcher in baseball. I Yeah. I would agree completely. Probably him, Kershaw, Kluber, or Sale, or Verlander at this moment, I would say, just given injuries and other shit, I'd say Scherzer's the best. I agree. I would totally take that as well. If that team had a bullpen that was worth a shit, they'd be so fucking good. The Nationals? Yeah. They're choke artists. Their bullpen is just terrible. I know. It's so bad. They've never had a good bullpen. No, no, it's it's their downfall. It sucked last year too. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah, it is, it, dude, it is crazy. It's like you have all these prospects, got some bullpen help. Mm-hmm. They'll have to do something at the deadline to be contender. And like speaking of contenders, obviously we're at like the we're about at like the quarter mark, a little bit past the quarter mark on the season. Who do you like? Who who do you think's the favorite right now so far? It's so hard to say. There's so much baseball left. I mean. Just to preface it, in 2016, the Giants going in the All-Star break had the best record, looked like the best team, and they just collapsed in the second half of the season and barely made the playoffs. So a lot can happen. Guys can slow down. Pitchers can stop pitching well. But who who do you think so far is really leading the way? I mean, it's kind of obvious, but. I think um, the AL has the best three teams in baseball, personally. Um. At this, I think, at this moment, yeah. Yeah, at this moment. And I just think the Yankees look so good. Like, I know, dude. Even, better, so even good. better than the Red Sox. <sighs> yeah, their lineup is fucking thunder. Just because of the pen, too, and it's just... Batances and fucking Chapman. Dude, Canely, Robertson, Chapman, any of them. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and Severino is just so fucking good. Glaber Torres is just... Amazing, too. Yeah, I'm going to pull up his stats real quick. Yeah, dude, I mean, it's hard to argue the Yankees. He hit his fifth bomb today already. Did he really? Yeah. The, the then, weird... uh... Go ahead, sorry. No, what, what were you going to say? I said even though the weird thing, though, is that their their home run leader is Gary Sanchez with 12. But they have four. Yeah, they have and four... he hits bombs. Yeah, but they have, they have four guys over. They have four guys over 10. But... I mean, Stan's only batting 263, Judge 282. Yeah, but Judge is not striking out as much. He's, like, taking walks. Yeah. Judge is a superstar. Well, Judge and Stan have both already struck out 60 times. Judge has two already? Yeah. How many walks, though? Judge has 37 walks. Stan only has 19. That's fucking hard. Yeah. Gary Sanchez is batting 225. I know. He's... He is not batting super well, but he's just hitting moonshots. 
Flavor Torres, four bombs, 15 RBIs, eight walks, 21 strikeouts, batting 309, 374 on base percentage. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's really, really good. He hit another one, so he hit his fifth today. It hasn't updated yet. Aaron Judge only has a war of 1.5. Does he? Yeah. Um, Machado is already at 2.6, I'm pretty sure. Um, Mike Trout's at four. Are you kidding me? What's Mookie at? Like 3.5. Are you? How is that even possible? Dude, have you seen the articles that Trout's on pace to have the greatest war ever? Yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't really make sense, but yeah, it's insane. Just because Trout's numbers. Oh, Mookie's at 3.8. Trout's at four. Um, Jose Ramirez is at 2.9. Yeah, he's amazing. The highest and Lindor's got to be up there too. He wasn't top five. The highest NL guy is Freddie Freeman, two point four. KB's got two point two. Um, Ozzy Albies has two. I mean, just to even have two point two or even have two or above at this point in the season is really fucking crazy. Oh yeah, of course. Lindor, oh, I'm sorry, Lindor was top five. Lindor is two point seven. He's just murdering. I was about the ball. to say, yeah, he's twelve bombs. Lindor is 12 bombs, 27 RBIs, 298, 370. Dude, yep. it just it's amazing to me. You can see the same, say the same thing about the Cubs, just that the the Indians and the Cubs, such great lineups, good pitching stats, good bullpen, are just like a couple games above 500, like not really doing great things yet so far. I know. It's really shocking. I think if you're the rest of baseball, those two teams, you got to be thinking like they're eventually going to kick it into gear and like pull off runs, and like then everyone needs to watch out. Yeah, because Michael Brantley's playing well as well this year. Interesting teams, that's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with a quick Stanley Cup playoff talk. You're going to know more about this than I'm going to, but it's pretty crazy, dude, that the Golden Knights are in the finals, expansion team. But it also kind of has a weird twist to it. I've seen some hockey writers tweet how they're pissed about it because – they think the NHL really screwed up this expansion draft and really just handed them a bunch of really good players. And basically what I've had people say to me that are closer to hockey, you might be able to shed some light on this, is that, yes, the Knights don't really have a superstar, although Mark andre Fleury is, like, one of the better goaltenders in the NHL. Like one yeah, but he the- wasn't before, and he's old. <laughs> right, he's playing crazy right now. But basically what people have said to me is that they don't have a superstar, but basically all their lines are the equivalent of like a two line on a really good team. So they just have insane depth across the board. And that's why. Well, yeah. I was talking with my dad about this too. He's like, he's really into it and pays a lot of attention. And it's just, they got a lot of guys and especially in hockey, this is big. Like you have your superstars, just like in basketball that, you know, there's a reason they're superstars. They're always around the puck. They always have the puck with them, like a Kane would. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of players in in the NHL that, especially younger guys, that, like, don't always have the puck and are always put on, like, lower lines, obviously, when they're younger and don't exactly get the chance to shine. And this, the NHL nowadays is all about speed. If you don't have speed, then you you pretty much have no chance. The Blackhawks have no speed, and obviously you saw that worked out with them. But all these younger, like bigger, faster, physical teams, like they got a lot of these really fast guys. Like the Knights are so fast, <laughs> like team speed is unbelievable. And so 
they got a lot of these guys that when given a chance and given a lot of playing time, like they gel well together. So it still doesn't make any sense to me how it's happening. <laughs> like you can't justify this in any way to be honest, but like Right. It's nuts. It's nuts. it's nuts. Do you think either the Caps or the Lightning like are better than them? Dude, I I thought all teams were gonna be better than them. Like Yeah, that's true. That's that's so Dude, true. I don't know. Like I don't know. I think the Lightning are really good. And I, I've always kind of been a Lightning fan, but, dude, I don't know. They have the most confidence in the world right now. Yeah, they're not expected to be there, and they're, they're there. I know, it's awesome. It, it is cool that, like, an expansion team goes to the finals in their first year. Mm-hmm. Um, the last team to do it was the Blues of all teams. <laughs> what was it? I didn't even know that. Yeah, in, like, the 60s. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, th- I think it's pretty good for hockey, so... I want to see expansion in baseball now. That would be sick. Toronto, I mean, Montreal and Portland. Those are the two. Is, is there any talks of that? Subtly. I mean, a lot of baseball writers were writing about it this summer. But, I mean, uh, during the winter meetings. But, like, if when they do that, dude, I think it's all going to, like, just come crash, not crashing down. But, like, when one of those dominoes falls, like, an expansion team, like, they're going to have to make two. Because yeah. you need to even out the leagues, and when that happens, it's like total league reconstruction could absolutely be coming, which would be so awesome. What type of league reconstruction? Like White Sox go to the NL Central? No, like ditch the NL Central, AL Central, all that shit. You do like a Midwest region, like a Northeast, like West Coast. Dude, that's like be eight nuts. teams in each division. Yeah, and one of the one of the baseball one of the bigger baseball writers, not like Nightingale, Ken Rosenthal, or uh, Bob Nightingale, but, or, uh, and John Heyman. Um, but one of, another guy came up with a list and it was like, the central would be White Sox, Cubs, um, Twins, Cardinals, Brewers, Indians, and then like the Astros, I believe. And like maybe the Royals, it was it was like nine, eight or nine teams, like it was just so sick. And it, dude, that would actually make it a rivalry, <laughs> like Sox Cubs. No, I I agree. It would be that'd be crazy. I kind of like the idea of them being on opposite sides and that they could play in the World Series together. Because I'm like hoping yep. that will happen. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, dude, that'd be that would be nuts. That'd be so crazy. I'm hoping that happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly could. There's a lot of talks about it, but I don't I don't know what they do with the whole AL NL thing. I hope they just scratch the stupid pitcher hitting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. It'd be it absolutely would. It'd be so cool. Hopefully it happens soon. I know. <sighs> yeah, the Vegas Knights, man. They're they're just ripping and tearing up the NHL. Shocking the ripping. world. Ripping. Ripping. <laughs> ripping. All right, man. Any, uh, any parting thoughts for the listeners? I got nothing. We pretty much covered everything. Yeah, we covered a lot of baseball, which I like. Um, but yeah, I don't got I don't got much either. Um, to our listeners, obviously, we want to do this more often, but the real world gets in, and it's really hard to do this. Um, but we'll be as consistent as possible as we always try to be. But B Star, once again, it was great. <laughs> Peace out. See ya. So I jump ship in Hong Kong, and I make my way over to Tibet. 
And I get on as a looper at a course over there in Himalayas. A looper? A looper. You know, a caddy, a looper. Mm. Jack. So I tell him I'm a pro jack. And who do you think they give me? The Dalai Lama himself. The 12th son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, bald. Striking. So I'm on a first tee. What am I giving the driver? He hauls off and whacks one. Big hitter, the Lama. Long. Into a 10,000-foot crevice right at the base of this glacier. Do you know what the Lama says? No. Gunga Galunga. Gunga Gunga Lagunga. So he finished 18, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know? And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs>